Network, a podcast designed for women working in financial services and financial technology. I'm Cheryl Brown, Chief Engagement Officer at Females and Finance. I'm also an international speaker on social and digital marketing, too. On The F Word, you'll meet leaders in the community, as well as learn more about recruiting, training, advancing, and retaining quality female talent. Let's take a listen to today's episode. Well, hello, everyone. Today, we get to bring some fintech up in the F Word house. How are you, Seth? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Not well. All right. So the top before we even start recording for those listening, I just came off of a 10 day trip with my grandkids. I am not rested. I'm not rested. There's no rest for the wicked when you take little grandkids, but I did give them 10 days of one-on-one all my attention. And I've never been so excited to get back to work in my whole life. How's that for honesty (laughs) on the F word? There we go. Uh, so Seth Brickman, you are with Q Cash Financial, and I love your mission on your Q Cash page to empower financial institutions in their quest to improve the financial wellness in the community. I like that. I like that. We're going to talk about that. And you're a bit of a serial entrepreneur, and we're also going to talk about that over the next 30 minutes, but I'm really glad you're here. Welcome to the F for Seth. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here and uh, can't wait to, uh, to talk a little further. Me too. And so I always tell everybody at the top of the hour or the time when, how did you meet cool people? It is the number one question. Like, how do you know so many great people? This one is a shout out to Linda Wittich. She's like, I got this guy. You got to meet him. He's great. And uh, in fact, she was right. She usually is. And you are amazing. We've already had some pre chats before. And some of the work you're doing is just innovative, outstanding. You're kind of everywhere. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's uh you know, anytime you get to wake up and go to work every day and know that you're actually helping people and changing people's lives, like that's the greatest feeling in the world. It feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. I think that the financial service professionals who do their job really well feel that too. Like they go at the end of the night and go, I help people. You know, I I help people. And uh, I think that's great. Uh, I was really, we're going to talk about the work you do at QCash in a second, but when you and I met, I was amazed at all the things that you have done thus far. I did not know. And I would love to, for you to kind of walk us through the journey of how you got here today. And then we'll talk about QCash in a second, because uh, some of the back work of the work that you're doing in FinTech specifically, and just technology in general is just astounding. Yeah, absolutely. So started out kind of my adult life uh, in the United States Navy. I was a nuclear engineer got to do some really cool things like build a submarine and do some fun things like that. Uh, But my passion was always in business. And so when I got out of the Navy, I went to work for Sprint, the telecom company. And that really started to drive this focus on technology, solving people's problems. And so from there, I got to do really cool things like work for Microsoft and I worked in Xbox and Bing and and then finally with some engineering teams. And then I went over to Amazon and I got to work on Alexa and I've got some machine learning patents on helping people use personal assistance better and just a ton of fun of really finding problems that people are dealing with and then using technology to create those solutions. 
And that's really what then brought me to really two things. So I co-founded a health tech company called Nicolette, where we have a patent on the way we process and visualize electronic health record data. And we actually empower right now parents to be active members of their preemie babies care team and engaged members to where babies are getting out of the hospital earlier, readmission rates are lower, and parents are better equipped to take care of their, their babies. And so, you know, we're, we're helping save babies' lives every day. Um, and that's the kind of stuff that's important to me. So when the opportunity at QCash was presented to me, and I got to understand that, you know, every time we give a small dollar loan to someone, it's not because they needed a new car, it's because they had a life event and there was an, an, an urgency and an emergency that they needed to deal with and they couldn't because they didn't fit within traditional lending guidelines. They didn't have the right um, connections. They were part of uh, the financially underserved or underbanked. Mm. And we were able to partner with their credit union to help them get the funds they needed when they actually needed it and help them deal with this with this life event. And so that's what brought me into QCash, the idea that every morning I get to look at a number and that number is the amount of loans we gave the other day, but that number translates to, to a family who actually had a real need that we were able to meet and help them in that time. And so that's, that's what resonates. All right, so not many people that I talk to on the daily has a resume like that. They're like, I love how you just like, ah. and for everybody to Alexa that just went off. Sorry. She's good. <laughs> She's she good. Knew I was here. Yeah. We have like <laughs> six of them now in the house. Oh, yeah, wow. got, oh yeah. And they're all like attached to everything. And, and uh, she, I have one, but I, I still have my old fashioned for those watching on YouTube. I still have my old fashioned tap. She's right here. And I like that because she doesn't go off every time I say that name, I have to actually push the button and I wish we still had, they're phasing that technology out, unfortunately, but um, you know, one of the things really quick about the Nicolette thing um, that is really impressive. There's some people that for certain, I'm going to tag back on the podcast speak that do some work in this space, but um, I don't know people who innovatively thought about, Hey, how can we, I think we, we tell people they should be more uh, better advocates of their health care, advocate for their children and stuff, but you're actually providing the, the, the conduit, the, the gap of that space to do that in, in Nicolette. And I think that's really profound. That's got to be a good feeling. It, it, it is. And, you know, through all of our, our research and studies, we found there's, there's three things missing for patients. There's lots of technology for providers but nothing for parents or patients. And so when it comes to actually understanding the data, right? It's easy to use an Epic MyChart or some yeah. other form where it's just a data dump. And then you have to go, well, I have no idea what this means. So Nicolette actually draws insights from that data and we visualize it so you can understand it. Um, we also have participation tools. If you can imagine a preemie baby with wires and tubes and this tiny little thing, a lot of parents are scared to touch their babies. So we actually give them participation tools and show them and tell them how they can get involved in feeding their baby, weighing their baby, um, handling their baby to where when it's time to take the baby home, everything is natural to them as opposed to the way it used to be where they didn't touch mm. their baby while it was in the NICU and all of a sudden they've got to take this thing home. 
Um, and then a diary feature where they actually get to track their journey, take pictures, take videos, and share that with their friends and family so that it brings the beauty back to the birth process. Okay, how could you not feel good about that at the end of the night? That's what I'm saying. That's just insane. Um, so this work at QCash Financial that you do, um, I love exactly what you're doing because it's so unique. So first of all, talk about what is QCash. Like give the, the, the details here so people get a better, fuller picture of what's going on. Absolutely. So QCash is an absolutely amazing product. It is a SaaS platform, which means software as a service. So mm -hmm. we provide the platform and integrate with credit unions, banking cores, and mobile banking systems. And what we do is we give credit unions the ability to offer small dollar loans to their members in six clicks and under 60 seconds. And we don't use credit score. So one of our our important things is we use what's called relational underwriting. So we actually look at what is the relationship between the member and the credit union? How long have they been a member? What products are they using? What's their deposit history look like? And we look at all of these different things um, and then we create an underwriting score and that score determines whether or not you get the loan. But the truth is, is more times than not, you do get the loan because it's for people who don't necessarily qualify for traditional lending products because of whatever happened in their life previously. This is a way that credit unions can really help them. We are CDFI approved and the government allows CDFI grants to actually pay for the implementation of QCash. We are very focused on our DEI efforts and financial inclusion. And if you think about the fact we're not using credit score, we are providing much needed help to families um, that otherwise wouldn't have anywhere to turn for that help. And so, yeah, QCash is just, just amazing in the way that we're able to really partner with credit unions and bring those, those relationships back to the credit union and out of outside sources that could cause people to go down a path of financial destruction and really bring them back to their credit union and help them get to a path of financial wellness. I love that. There's a, quite a few women at Females in Finance who are in the CDFI space and that I'm definitely going to be tagging in this upon uh, conclusion. One of the things you, when you talked about the relational underwriting, the way you described it, do you know what I envisioned that is? It's, it's actually like old school, it's like old school banking with new technology. I remember my father, who's 83, needed a loan. Um, my mom had died and we were going to do some um, extension on the house. And he went to Mercantile Bank, no joke, Mercantile Bank in St. Charles, Missouri. And he sat with an old school lender person, you know, and I remember I was just supposed to be sitting there, be quiet because I was a little kid. But I remember sitting there. And although I don't remember the dialogue, what I do remember was it was a handshake that's like 1975, 76. Right. Um, handshake. My dad stood up, had his money it, that they had done, they had done their business. And what it was, was his relationship at Mercantile Bank had been, I think, long enough. And they knew that although he may not have had the money at the time to pay all back, like in a year, they knew he would pay it back. Yeah. There was like no problem. The bank manager had no problem. Like, you know, Mr. Brown's good you know, let them go, you know, and that's what you're in fact doing is you're taking that old school underwriting, but 
methodology kind of, but with a new technology twist. Am I hearing that right? Did I just describe it? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I mean, there's more involved, I realize, but. But, but we are, we're using technology to understand the relationship. Um, and the truth is, you know, with our, with our platform, we have an under 5% charge off rate. So that means that, you know, 95% plus pay back wow. their loans based on our understanding of their relationship. So we're really able to create a program that not just supports people, but also supports credit union activities. So here's a question. Um, and just so you know, for people listening, watching, he, he has no idea a lot of times what I'm asking him. We're totally doing this. So we're, you're located in Washington. That's correct. Right. Okay. Approved everywhere to be able yes. to do this. Yeah. We've got credit unions across the nation from the tip of Florida all the way to the tip of Washington state. And for anybody who called or looked into QCash that maybe that their credit union's not, they contact you. That's correct. Or, or they can just go on to our website, qcashfinancial.com. Okay. And there is a contact form there. And I have an amazing sales team as well as myself who would be happy to talk to anybody that's interested in figuring out a better way to help their members with small dollar loans. This is really impressive because I'll tell you as a woman who owns a business, there's a lot of women, people of color that go in and they need a small loan, not so, so much it's business loan, but they can't put money into their business because, because I know, I don't think you do small business loans. Am I right? You don't do small business loans, personal loans. Or That's you? correct. They're, they're unsecured personal exactly. loans. Okay. We are looking at business loans as part of our 2022 roadmap, but for okay. right now it's just personal. Right. So there are people like me who are for all intents and purposes, a solopreneur who put their money into their business. And if I have some event at home that keeps me from doing that, I can go through my credit union to get to QCash. Is, am I doing the math right here, how that works? Or do I just go to the website and apply? No, you go through your credit union. Credit so unions. our goal is to empower credit unions to be strong partners with their members. Got it's it. not okay. for, for you to Which be- Which they traditionally are, I would say. They do a much Absolutely. better job than credit unions do than just a typical bank that's on the side of the road. And, and through typically your credit union, you'll be able to access anywhere between 200 to $4,000. Okay. That's impressive. That's really impressive. And, you know, this is extremely innovative, um, you know, quality lending agencies and just that innovation space. The only people that I, the only company that I can even think that's remotely close to you, what you're doing, um, honestly, is care credit uh, for those. They recognize that people needed to have a credit source for their medical expenses, not just, you know, they needed to have that credit card to be able to pay that expense. And I got to be honest with you, they've opened it up to so many other things now because they've become more and more innovative with how they're doing it. But they saw a need that everyday people were not getting access to. Because honestly, I mean, I don't know if you remember, we're about the same age, I think, that you go back and you look at the commercials. The only people who were getting the money from the banks were the people who already had the money. Right. Am I right? Yep. I mean, I mean, I think there's enough of us in that 45 plus market that are like, I remember those days, you weren't getting a loan anywhere. If you're, you needed money to get, which never made any sense to a lot of people, right? They're like, this doesn't completely calculate. And that's what you did is you figured out. And the fact that you have less than a 5% charge off 
for anybody who's in that banking space knows that that's profound. I mean, right. I know that's profound. My husband works in a lot in debt and he would tell you, whoa, he would stop well, and say, really? not using credit score, right? Not using yeah. credit score, right? Yeah, that's, that's just nuts. So as you look at that and think about innovation, do you see any other changes out there that people should be, or maybe you're focused on or what's going on? One of the examples I told you that I still stand by to this very day is that I hear in the financial service professional where, oh, we need to recruit more people. We need more people. We have an entire group of real estate professionals out there that are very much like us. They have to get a license. They have to do underwriting. They talk to families about their business. They have to do, decline people for certain things. You have to qualify. I mean, there's a lot of similarities. And it was funny. I was talking to a recruiter in Kansas City and she was like, you know what? That's actually... That is accurate. They are very like us. And I'm like, yeah, I, we need to do something about that. And so that's not my space. Okay. So I tell everybody, hey, hey, hey. That's like my son who said the other day, he put on Facebook, Uber needs to have an ambulance service, like Uber light, where, or Uber fast. Because like, for example, not everybody needs the ambulance. You broke an arm, but you need to get to the hospital. You can't drive. You don't really need to call. I just need you to drive me there, but I don't want to wait 15 people deep. Could you move that up? And people laughed. And I said, don't laugh. That's, that's not my job to fix it. And I went and tagged Uber and it said, fix this problem. Cause they're the people who are the right people, them and Lyft. I mean, I got no horse in that race, but that's a very innovative way to look at something like what, what happens. What are you going to do? You don't want, you definitely don't want a broken arm person driving their car. Okay. So, but you also don't want them using up an ambulance, which is truly for life-saving things. Okay. That right. we, there's an in-between, right? So what do you see in that space with where you're at with some things? Well, you know, I think COVID really caused credit unions to adopt technology faster than mm. they normally would. And you know, one of the unique things about QCash, especially for credit unions, is because we are completely integrated with their core and their mobile banking system, when a customer or a member gets a loan, a small dollar loan from them, the QCash platform does all of the work. It actually writes the loan to the core, funds the customer, even down to the GL entry. So what we have done is we have created an entirely digital process that requires no lending personnel interaction. So, and, and that's really, as I, I think about innovation, I think about how do we create the ability to solve problems using technology that minimizes the ability or the need for interaction or manual in, intervention. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things that I'm constantly hearing from credit unions today is they need help acquiring new members. Mm. It's not enough to send the postcard in the mail anymore or to bombard people with emails. And so we're looking at a, at a new way of using, again, non-FICO, but non-traditional credit information to be able to create a loan product for credit unions that they can use to acquire new members. Because right now you have to be a member of the credit union for the QCash platform and underwriting algorithms. To gotcha, work. okay. But what we're working on now is how do we give a credit union the ability to give a loan to somebody they don't know? Um, and use that as a tool to say, you know, you'll get a loan and you'll join our credit union and we'll be able to help you through this and get you on that path to financial wellness. And so that's, that's one of the glimpses that we're looking at right now as we, as we look forward. Uh, but we're also looking at things around 
you know, how do we really get into the, um, the financially underserved areas and partnerships with companies like Inclusive, who are really focused on, on women and BIPOC and people who, who can't use traditional banking, but really need banking help. And so as we, as we start to look into these DEI areas, the idea is, you know, how can we make our services affordable to that credit union that serves those members yeah but they're tiny and they really can't afford to do very much. And so how do we figure out how to scale our service so that you know, they can work and they can help? And so those are some of the type of innovative things we're looking at. But for me, you know, coming from Amazon, where our number one leadership principle was obsession over the customer or customer obsession, right? That's, that's what I brought to QCash is I want to understand how we can help credit unions obsess over their members and, and solve their problems. And, and that's what's driving the innovation at QCash today. I love it. And I got to tell you, for every person out there, don't come at me if you're watching or listening, but I'm going to say it. For every person who goes on Twitter and complains about Amazon, where else in the world can you go and push a button and two days later, you are got a smiley box on your front porch? <laughs> that's right. I promise you opinions spouted from the cheap seats. They are plentiful. And I think that that is just impressive. You know, and I love the fact that at least Amazon says, was it the right box? Did we put enough? Did we not? They ask you that if you're not taking the time to fill it out, you're not helping them improve That's the right. service if you don't like, because I've heard people say, oh, it's it's wasteful. It's this, it's that. or you can combine everything into a Monday. Uh, one of my things that I tell people, I heard some financial coaches I've interviewed on the podcast before, and they asked me like, because they were talking about Amazon. And I said, you know, I do every single week. I put everything into my little cart and it has to sit there till Friday. And then I go back and go, do I still want it? Yeah, I do. And then I hit Bye. Otherwise, I mean, I got out of the habit of just like, bye, bye. <laughs> but who else can come back from a bot? You know, just wanted to start an online bookstore. And now look, you can buy a combine on Amazon. It's just, it's just impressive. And that you're a part of that, you know, history and brought that to QCash is just simply amazing. And you're, you really are making a difference in everyday lives out there. Seth, I think that's just extremely impressive. Really is. Yeah. Thank you. And look, it's honestly, it's not me. It's the amazing QCash team that does this work every single day. Um, I just get to ride their coattails. And so I love um, that about you. Oh, I love that about you. So actionable education, anybody who knows me knows that when you hang up from this or you click off from this, you hang up. Did I just say to myself? I did. It's all right. I'm okay with that. Um, What's one thing you want to impart on the listeners today that in all that you share about financial technology, consumer small business challenges, et cetera, what's that one thing that the financial advisor who's listening that they could do and really act on? Sure. So I think, you know, the, the real piece that they can act on is they can understand that people should not be defined by their credit mm -hmm. score. All of us have life events that can cause our credit score to change dramatically, that doesn't change who you are as a person and whether or not you're actually going to repay a loan or your debt. Um, we've got to bring humanity back into the process. And so when you look at people, look at them as a person, look at them as the fact that they're going through or have gone through life struggles, but they're still good and they still need help. Um, 
and we need to help them and we need to figure out how to use technology, but just, just bring humanity back into it. And I would love to even, I'm going to extend one more thing on there because he's too kind. I think any financial advisor listening, if you are able within your compliance to put a link even on a free resource page, which we're going to add you at, make sure that's on our business resource page, because putting the QCash link on there for people to find just to know it's there is massively important because to your point, it does bring the humanity back. The people that may qualify for this may not be the exact person for an investment manager as a clientele right now today, right? But that doesn't mean you can't be a human and help them out. Because that's one of the things you, I think your your website, you, you it has something on there about, um, is it your value? I think about helping people. It's people helping people. And I know exactly. that sounds get that that's gets a little buzzwordy at times, but honestly, I think you're one of the few organizations out there that are living that principle every single day. And I just really applaud you for it. Well, even just just a, a funny tidbit um, for your investment advisors is we have people that are super prime credit scores, 740 plus that use our product because of the convenience, because yeah. you can go from clicking a link to funds in your account in under 60 seconds. And so we had one gentleman who needed to buy a new set of golf clubs, didn't have his credit card on. He was able to go into his bank app, get the money he needed and buy those golf clubs. And so it is about helping people, but weirdly enough, uh, we're more than just um, helping everyone. We, we truly do help even super prime people who have that life I event love that. that they need it. So um, <laughs> Every once in a while, clubs. we get a cute story like that. Yep. I think those are great. So, you know, uh, here on the F Word, we always wrap every interview with uh, three questions we get to ask every guest. He does not get these ahead of time. And, no, I do uh, not. Are, yep. You do not. So are you game? Are you ready? I'm ready. You're in Let's the hot seat. How about the first one? I don't know the answer to in any of our previous chats. Do you play any musical instruments? I do not. Um, actually, weirdly enough, my son does, and I'm not sure where he got his musical talent from, but he won state for bass clarinet. And whenever I would try to even touch his instrument, it would, birds would fly away. It was bad. So when I was growing up, my father had a rule. Everybody had to play an instrument for two years to oh, have wow. an appreciate a music appreciation. So this is above and beyond like going to music class at school. Now I love music as far as like I can sing. I'm not a good singer, but I love to sing. I love to dance. I love to do all that. So I, my sister played the piano and she plays beautifully. So I said, well, I'll play the piano because, you know, I'm the second born child, which means that we're always trying to beat the first one out. Right. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, I walked into Everhart Music, St. Charles, Missouri. I laid my dad's check on the very last class and said, never going to do this again. I sat down and played my crappy play, said, I'm out. I there hated it, but I did get an appreciation for music. So outside of that, yeah, no. Well, if you if you really pushed me, like I might be able to handle the old, uh, I don't know if you remember the old triangle, that metal thing that you just kind of done. Like that's probably my speed. I was going to say, don't say the recorder. Don't say the recorder. Don't yeah. say the recorder. <laughs> that's like the fourth grade. Like, Hey, yeah. the teachers are sick of your kid. And we're going to send them home with a recorder for a week. Good luck. <laughs> you know, it's true. It's funny because it's true. All right. How about this one? What game show do you think you could win? You know, I am a huge wheel of fortune fan. Oh. Like 
I love being able to figure out with there's only one or two letters showing what the puzzle is. And uh, my family and I, every, we don't watch a lot of TV, but when we do, Wheel of Fortune will be on, we'll watch it. And it's this big family competition uh, to see who can solve the most puzzles each night. So I think uh, that's so fun. fun. Do you know, I see yeah. it so aggravated as a kid because the kids, they have no idea. We used to have to buy all the crap on the show. Yeah, I'll take a stereo for four grand or I'll take right. <laughs> it was always the stupidest <laughs> stuff, right? They had to go home with all this garbage of stuff. I mean, just being honest. Right. And I used to get so frustrated for $250. Yeah, I'll buy an A. I'll buy an E. Like you already know what they are. Don't do that. Why are you spending your money? I knew exactly. I was built for financial services back then. <laughs> I was already. That's so there funny. you go. I really, really, really loved um the ten thousand, hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Mm. Oh gosh. I was like the person who in that moment. Yeah. 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 And I used yeah. to love when they'd have the celebrities, a uh, shout out to Betty white and she, would get, <laughs> they would get on there because she was so funny. She was so inappropriately funny. And it was the one show my dad would let me watch, but he didn't know just how, I, okay. I used to like, what was it? Uh, Hollywood squares. Right. Oh, I did like that one too, but yep. I don't think I could have won, but I, I think nobody will ever have appreciation for just how funny that show was. But yeah, I think I'm when you go sure back and watch some of those shows that were deemed to be kid friendly, you realize how much adult humor was in there. The dating game right there. I'll leave yep. it at that. And that was it. Oh, man. How about this one? What's better, the book or the movie? You know, honestly, I'm going to say the movie. Like, I, I, um, I love movies. I love getting caught up in a story. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the reasons I, I love to talk to people because I love to hear their story. Yeah. Um, I'm less likely to read about their story. I'll be transparent. I, yeah. uh, just not my thing. Yeah. Not your thing. I do read a lot. Um, but I have to tell you, I get really annoyed if I watch a movie and it's not exactly like the book. I remember I read Stephen King's misery and then mm -hmm. I watched it. And I'm like, this is the actual words out of my mouth. That's not how you hobble a person. And then, <laughs> But see, if you want, if you did it in reverse where you watch the movie first, I know then the book would be go, wrong. Oh, the book isn't right. The movie was different. Right. So it's just the order you're doing it. My sister was seven years older than me. And she's like, I don't think you should know how to hobble anyone. Like, I don't yeah. think that's, <laughs> <laughs> the, that's my problem with submarine movies. Like I watch Hunt for Red October and Crimson Tide. And I'm like, that's not how it is. Well, I'll tell you something. And one, thank you for your service. My father was in the Navy. And I, one of the things I learned uh, from that growing up, my father was very big on being timely. Timeliness is literally next to godliness for him. He was just, you'd be on time. And it was a good lesson that I learned, but I'll do remember him. There was a, uh, a line that he used to say to us all the time, which was respect the lines. And he used that analogy oftentimes growing up, but he came, um, he told a story later on as I got older and I, he knew I could handle it where they had been up on the top of the, the, whatever the, I say the barge and he gets mad at me. So sorry, dad, but they were out there and the, the aircraft carrier came down and they had not done the line correctly. And when it snapped, the guy next to him is no longer here. Right. And it missed my dad. And he said, I could still to this day feel the, when it went past me. Oh, wow. And he, yeah. So he was like, so he believes, he says, I knew at that moment I had purpose in my life. God said I was supposed to stay here a little bit longer. 
And uh, yeah, but he always was talking about respect the line. So I just, when you mentioned being in the, the service, I just want you to know how grateful I am for your well, time. Well, thank you. Very much so. Yep. You are so much fun to always, like we could spend hours talking, but I will make certain that everybody has the ability to reach out to you, to connect with you, to find the resources on your page. I'm just so grateful you took this time today to chat with me. Thank you for this. Yeah, thank you so much, Cheryl. It was great to be able to share the QCash story and just just let your listeners know that you know QCash wants to partner with you to help people and um, we're excited to do so. I will. And I'm sure that they will hear that when uh, and more see this if they're watching on YouTube because this has just been wonderful. For the listeners, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of The F Word. You can learn more about today's guest. It's Seth Brickman. You know, you want to, uh, and the topics that we covered today by visiting the links that we're going to provide on his episode page. And if you love this podcast, uh, I want you to be certain that you share it hashtag females and finance on it so we can find it and engage with you. Please always remember the F word. It's where females and finance are not dirty words. Thank you, Seth, for being on the show today. All right. Thank you. Take care. Mm-hmm.